This is the Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network. Expand your wonder. The Happy Bunny Tale podcast is for informational and or entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All conversations and information exchanged during participation on the Happy Bunny Tales podcast are intended for informational and or entertainment purposes only. Interaction with Happy Bunny Tales should not be considered treatment or medical advice. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Hello, my happy bunnies. Today, we had a very special guest join us on the show, and here is what it sounded like. All right, folks, joined today with Susanna Sianicic, who is a psychotherapist with a book out called Anxiety Free. Hi, Susanna. Hi, Rita. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, no problem. Welcome to Happy Bunny Tales, where we're hopefully helping people to become happy. <laughs> Correct. That's why we're here. <laughs> so you are a psychotherapist with a focus on anxiety and depression. And we know the current culture right now with COVID is everybody's under quarantine or you have people who are essential workers that are putting themselves at risk every day. And the anxiety levels are definitely going up, I think, all across the board. Um, right. Would you have any tips or tricks in order to help people uh, try to overcome their anxiety during this period? Absolutely. I mean, like you said, anxiety has been very widespread and it did become our daily norm, no matter who we are and where we live, because it is really global um, what's going on at the moment. Um, so some people are really having a hard time staying inside, socially isolating. They're having a difficult time with finding entertainment within their homes. It's very challenging being in the enclosed space with family members or partners 24-7. Uh, there is a lot of room for conflict. So all of those are triggers for anxiety. Some of the things that I would recommend are definitely recognizing that anxiety, uh, where is it coming from, what are the triggers, and really trying to understand it and sit with it. The last thing that we want to do is to push away any emotions that we may have uh, to pretend that they're not there or force ourselves to feel better or be distracted. So I would definitely recommend starting off with some mindfulness, just understanding where it's coming from, what are we feeling, where in the body are we feeling it, so what are the symptoms. Some people may experience headaches, others may experience uh, tightness in chest, sweating, um, I don't know, shortness of breath, nausea even. All of those are symptoms of anxiety. The problem at the moment is that a lot of those symptoms are also symptoms of COVID, which some of my clients also have shared about. Um, every time that they get shortness of breath, they immediately think that it's a symptom of this virus and that further exacerbates their anxiety. So I would definitely try to help people uh, to become realistic in their symptoms and recognizing, okay, this is what's going on with me right now. Let me list everything that's happening, what makes the most sense. 
Um, in terms of any activities that they could be doing, anything in the home, it's really important to try and be creative with our time now. Uh, meaning exercise is really great, for instance, for you know symptoms of anxiety in general, especially now. It does help us to fill up some time with something positive as well. But exercise is really great because scientifically, 20 minutes of exercise a day really helps with serotonin, dopamine, all of those um, hormones that do help us reduce anxiety in general. It's also healthy to move around because we are very sedentary at the moment. Meditation, I always highly recommend a Calm app, for instance, because they do have great meditations that are guided, that are also focusing on our thoughts the way that you would in a psychotherapy session, for instance. So that's another tool to just try and to be in the moment. Anything else that, that people enjoy to do any hobbies and, and definitely to try and to reflect on gratitude. I say that to my clients every day. This is a situation that we have to take day by day. It's not something that we can predict. We don't know, unfortunately, what is going to happen tomorrow. A lot of people are left out of work. A lot of people are, like you said, essential workers, and they're constantly exposed to potentially contracting this virus. So it's really, really important to take it day by day, to focus on gratitude, to sit down at the end of the day and to say, okay, we're one day closer, perhaps, to things being okay, and we managed to push through one more day of dealing with this situation, hopefully successfully. Well, I, I wanted to also bring up, and, and this is, all of that has been extremely uh, enlightening and helpful. What would you tell to somebody, for example, who gets anxiety on a regular basis, but has no reason for it? And I know I personally tend to suffer from what I like to call unexplained anxiety, where all mm -hmm. of a sudden I'm having those heart palpitations, that shortness of the breath, I'm feeling the butterflies in my stomach, but there's no one thing that I can pinpoint that's actually triggering that anxiety. Mm -hmm. Well, anxiety is very interesting because what happens with it is that it really is learned. And it's something that has been piling up for us throughout our lives. So although it seems like it's unexplained, it actually is something that has been building up. I'll give you an example. If let's say you had um, an, I don't know, unpleasant experience at a dentist, for instance, right? And there was a scent in the air that was a specific toothpaste, for instance, or a mouthwash that the dentist is using. Your brain starts associating that scent with a painful dentist visit. So every time that you experience or smell that scent later on in life, you immediately start getting symptoms of anxiety because your brain remembered it as something associated with an unpleasant experience. So oftentimes we're not aware of what's going on. That is a very interesting way of uh, looking at it. I've never even thought about looking at it that way. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's something that a lot of people don't think of because it's just you know, not something, I mean, it's a pleasant scent of a toothpaste. It's not something that we associate <laughs> with a negative experience, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so that is one, one example. Another uh, way to look at it, which is also true, it really depends on a person-to-person -person, um, individual experience, 
Another way is just simple piling up of emotions. And this is something that could lead to a panic attack as well. So if we go through life and we experience all the daily stressors, it doesn't even have to be anything major in terms of anything traumatic. Uh, but if we go through a daily stress of commute, work stress, conflicts with partners, um, dealing with kids, anything that's going on in our lives, but we're not taking the time to really process and let go of those emotions, that's when we start experiencing those symptoms of anxiety because our body starts really soaking in all of that and there is no, no more room for emotions. So our body, in a way, is helping us through experiencing anxiety, one, to warn us about, hey, you're doing too much, or hey, this is a potential trigger, so maybe this is something you should look into because it is a message that something is not really working well. Or it's simply in a form of a panic attack, for instance, it's helping release all those emotions. So anxiety is not necessarily a bad thing, although it's very scary, but it's really a messenger. I always tell my clients, and this is something that I talked about in the book as well, cavemen, for instance, and our ancestors, anxiety was their only tool that was warning them against danger, right? That's all they had, basically that intuition. What happens in today's world is that our bodies were not really, you know, created for the type of stressors that we're experiencing today. So now we have all these uh, stimulations, triggers, a lot of sensory experiences every day through technology, all these lights, noises, especially in bigger cities where our bodies are constantly overwhelmed. And therefore, all of those centers are constantly active and they're looking out to protect us. So that's something that's, that's also true for what's happening uh, with anxiety. So it could be our friend, but unfortunately in today's society, it's a little bit overly active. And that's why a lot of people are experiencing those symptoms. Wow. That's really, really good. Okay. My next question for you is also in regards to anxiety, but earlier you were talking about uh, the things we can do in order to overcome our anxiety, you know, more mm -hmm. exercise, uh, hobbies, and so on. Are these also things that not only help overcome the anxiety, but also help us to find our happiness in the world? Absolutely. So one way to find that happiness and peace is being anxiety free, right? So those are also the things that people can do. And I always say that let's try to prevent it and let's try to live a fulfilling life. All of those tools that I mentioned, and there are many more that I, I can mention as well, are the tools that help us calm down at the end of the day. Just come together, sit with ourselves, enjoy our alone time, just being mindful, letting go of the day and relaxing. And that's something that really helps us appreciate the little moments in life, uh, reflect on gratitude, reflect on the things that you know, we're able to do because we're you know, hopefully healthy or just have the ability to do so. And that also prevent us from experiencing anxiety in the future and living a happier, more fulfilling life because we're able to, through those activities, let go of the day and just empty our body of, of the stressors. 
So some of some more activities perhaps could could be just the experience of playing with your pet at the end of the day, calling a friend and chatting away, you know, engaging in journaling, for instance, journaling is great because we're, but not journaling in a sense of, you know, dear diary, teenage kind of let me tell you about my day, although that could be helpful for some people, but really letting go of those feelings, everything that's on your mind, everything that's stressing you out, just put it down on that paper close the notebook and say, okay, this is going to stay here. It's no longer going to be in my mind. Coloring books are great. That's something that's a mindful activity where you can play some nice soothing music in the background and just color away because that's also a great tool for, for anxiety because anxiety is stored in the hands a lot of the time. So because it's in a form of energy in a way, if you will. So any repetitive motion such as coloring is helping release some of that tension yoga is great for instance there are plenty of activities that you can find online for instance cbt um, or cognitive behavioral tools that could help just kind of come back to the moment check in with your feelings check in with the physical sensations and look at what's going on so you're just here and and present uh, one more tool that i want to mention and that i personally use that's extremely helpful is checking in. So daily check-ins, you can do this once or five times a day, however many times you want. Um, and I tell this to my clients as well, this is something that promotes just happiness and self-care. And it's also a great coping tool for anxiety. Just taking a moment when you have it, while you're at work, when you get home, before you leave, just to, to ask yourself a series of questions. How am I feeling right now? Am I hungry? Did I have enough water? Do I need to use the bathroom? A lot of the times we forget to do all those essential things because we're running around with the kids or at work um, or cleaning the house or whatever else errands we have to do. To check in on your schedule, for instance, this is something that I do quite a few times in a day when I have a few moments in between clients. I look over my to-do list. I try to plan out my time. If I see that I'm overwhelmed or have been too busy, I say, okay, what, which one of these activities, or, or rather, which one of these tasks on the to-do list is something that is essential that has to be done today? Everything else could wait until tomorrow, or it could happen if I have the time. So we are not overwhelming ourselves. Gratitude is also part of that. I used to do a, a gratitude journal last year on paper, but now I do it more, more mentally. And I strongly recommend this to my clients when they're saying, you know, oh, I had, if you ask someone, think about even yourself, if someone asks you, what, what was your day like? We immediately go into, oh my God, it was so busy. I had to do this, this and that, right. I'm feeling stressed out. Rarely do you hear someone say, oh my God, I had such a great day. And we could all have a great day if we just focus on the smaller things. After I started listing things, this is something that is a great tool for everyone. I started listing maybe five to six things in a day that I was grateful for. We're all grateful for health and food on our table and, you know, a, a job that we may like. So those are the things that are, you know, greater picture. But finding something in every day. I used to write simple things such as, you know, I had this great cup of tea that, you know, really was soothing when I got home today, or I had my favorite chocolate, or I had time to call a friend on my way home from work, and we had a nice laugh. 
So really focusing on the smallest things in a day that could help you see that not every day is the same and that we do experience beautiful moments throughout it. It's funny that you say that because back in 2018, I was experiencing a period where there was a lot going on in my life. And so I wasn't doing that self-care. And Mm -hmm. so I set myself a challenge that I was going to have a happiness journey. And so every day for all of 2018, I created uh, what was, I called the happiness post on Facebook. And every day I was focusing on all of those little things. Wonderful. And there you go. And it's funny because there was a lot of negative things that happened throughout that year, but none of it left scars. There you go, because you're a balancing. Yeah, and I actually look back on that year really well, even though a lot of bad things actually did happen, but I still felt like I came out of that year on a, on a positive high note. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm trying and that, and that's why I'm doing this podcast. And I also have a blog and I'm trying to, you know, keep up with that, I guess, positive happiness maintenance. Right. Right. That's, that's amazing. Good, good job. I mean, you're definitely ahead of the game and hope <laughs> a lot of people will take uh, right. what you've done as well. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so can you please, uh, let uh, my listeners know where they can find your book? And if, you want, if there's anything else you want to promote, uh, go right ahead. So far, I think the book will, will be helpful. Uh, the book was um, in, first published in Serbia. It was written in, in English originally, and then I translated it to Serbian as well. That is where I'm originally from. And it was sold out within the first 10 months. So that was great. And it was very surprising, especially because stigma is still around, especially in that part of the world. But People did say that, you know, it was kind of like a little pocket therapist where, you know, they could bring it around with themselves and just check back in on the tools that could be helpful. That's really what the the whole book is about, just different coping tools, ways to deal with and overcome anxiety. It was published in English earlier this month, and it's available on Amazon. It should soon be up on Barnes & Noble and all the other major really you know, sales places for the books. I'm not going to list them all because I'm sure most people use Amazon and Barnes and Noble for a book. So it is available in both ebook and paperback format. And that's, that's that. That's all. I just hope that it helps people. I'm not, there is nothing else that I would like to promote. I just hope that the book is, is helpful and that this podcast will be as well. All right. Awesome. And again, to the listeners, uh, the book is called Anxiety Free and it's Mm -hmm. uh, by Susanna. And help me with the last name, Susanna. Susanna. <laughs> uh, Susanna, I want to thank you so much for joining our show. The, these are rather unprecedented times. Hoping that this episode should help a few people. I want to thank you again for joining so much. Thank you for having me again. And I, I want to wish you and all your listeners, our listeners, good health. And I really hope that this all ends very soon for all of us and that everyone manages their anxiety as much as they can. I do want to say, lastly, it's nothing wrong with feeling anxious at this time. It's very normal. It's something that we're all feeling and it's okay. Whatever it is you're feeling, feelings are not bad. They're normal. Just do what you can. If you have the opportunity, seek for psychotherapy or a supportive friend at this time and just talk it out. 
and see how you can take care of yourself on a day-to-day basis the most. So again, I would like to thank our special guest for joining us today. And as always, keep on hopping, my happy bunnies.